fucking party. All right. All right. All yes. right. Outrage factory now. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so good. Hello, Internet. Jamie hey, Internet. McDonald is our guest. Derek. Welcome to a fucking super mm. festive edition of uh, Outrage Factory. Christmas! We're, we're feeling the the holiday spirit. We got Jamie McDonald, who is a, uh, a very festive guy in his own regard, joining us. Uh, Jamie. Oh, yeah. For, th- for those people who don't remember you from the last episode you were on, why don't you tell us what your fucking deal is? Uh, swears, hi, guys. Eh? Uh, he came from a a zoom (laughs) child's birthday party so he's he's all pent up with swearing i'm sure i i I mean Um, i was i think i might have swore i dropped a few f-bombs on that call i'm not 100 percent (laughs) certain i'm uh uh hi guys i'm uh jamie mcdonald also known as md also known as chatalist uh i produce music and score films and documentaries of which I have one that just hit streaming services very uh, recently in the last couple of days called Dosed, and it's on Apple Plus TV and Amazon Prime, and uh, you can check it out. I think it's on YouTube Rentals as well. It's, it's kind of expanding almost daily, so if you will go out and just, uh, check out Dosed, I think you'll really like it. It's, uh, it's about using psilocybin magic mushrooms to treat addiction and uh, uh, mental health issues. It's, it's pretty nice. harrowing Jesus. stuff. Joe Rogan talks yeah, about that you, a lot, eh, Derek? Joe, yeah, but Joe Rogan, like even a complete piece of shit, is right <laughs> twice a day, and uh, Joe <laughs> good <Rogan's>... one. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? No, but yeah, it's like it's good because like right now they're opening up testing on psilocybin for mental health issues and stuff. Is that is it like yeah. a documentary about that? It is a documentary. Yeah, so nice. um, it is a documentary. It follows uh, the story of one particular case. Um, but it's not very linear and, and it has like a lot of, um, yeah, just like, it, it's a very interesting and intriguing story. Um, the girl that they follow, she's, she's very uh, deep, like she's on methadone. She's as well as she's also addicted to like her opiate addiction is incredible. She's doing both at the same time. It's like, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, That's like super bad, right? Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Wild. Um, but, and it's not um, actually. I recommend I just, that. Uh, I was just wanted to point out that it's also it's not just Joe Rogan. It's uh, the guy from Spit and Chicklets also um, condones uh, mushroom use because he microdoses all the time. Yeah, you know who else does? Medical professionals, not fuckboy podcast hosts. Derek, <laughs> actual. I should let you guys. Brains. We're fuckboy okay, podcast hosts. We are. I would never, <laughs> yeah. ever. I reference. wish. <laughs> two things. Ah. Two things. One, Joe Rogan endorsed the documentary with Paul Stamets on his on his podcast. So that's one one thing. This specific second documentary. Yeah. Now, what do you got to say about thing, Joe Rogan? Hey, Derek. Hey, sounds wait, like a good guy wait. to me. Wait. And second thing is, I play uh, NHL 21 online on PS4. And my team that I'm on, I'm with Alex Sparling, comedian and bar owner. <laughs> he's he's uh, the name of our team is the Drink Whitney's, which mm. is uh, the, nice. the Pink Whitney's, which is the Pink Whitney's. So there's two little points for you there, boys. I was going to yeah. say uh, we should play NHL 21 together, but I have an Xbox 
one so we oh, can't no. i have the superior system if you're playing cyberpunk that is because it doesn't oh. work on ps4 sorry wanna, Jamie. Know, I... can we can we jump can we jump right into this uh, cyberpunk are we gonna waste yeah. that beautiful segue i just threw out there that was a fucking great ass segue i mean uh, i've had it's been so long since i had a segue that's smooth smooth it was great who, who wants to go ahead and, and lay that out for what exactly the drama, the outrage is around Cyberpunk 2077? I mean, I'm not really a game. The, the um, you know, the hypest gaming console I own is a Nintendo Switch. So I'll let Dale take this one on. Um, okay. okay. I just know people are mad about stuff. So there's this game called Cyberpunk 2077, 2077. And it's been... They've been building it like under mucho hype for like 10 years. And it was supposed to come out, I think, like two years ago. And it kept getting pushed back and getting pushed back. And then the last time they pushed it back because the new consoles are going out, coming out. So they wanted to make it so it worked on the Xbox Series S and X and the PS5. But when they did that, they kind of... um Fucked up the coding or, I don't know, the video game guts whatever that's called the scientific I thought, term maybe you weren't maybe you weren't the guy to talk about this okay <laughs> so anyways they fucked all that up so now there's a whole bunch of bugs and it's so bad on ps4 that sony delisted it from the sony store and is offering no questions asked refunds if you bought the game on ps4 which is something that's is never happened Un yeah. completely unprecedented. In completely a year, in a year full of unprecedented things, <laughs> this is the latest yeah. unprecedented yeah. thing to happen. Uh, and, and now I, everything. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to point out I'm playing it on Xbox One, and it's fine for me. Like I had it where I only had one problem. I played for like seven hours, and one time I was in a building, and it cut to an exterior shot of the building, and I was still playing, and I couldn't get. So I just had to like back out of the game and go back in, but. Nowadays, that's like a regular thing for video games. It's like, I, th I feel like a lot of video games have autosave just in case they crash because it's like, they're so in-depth and there's so much going on with them now that it's like, and they're under such a time crunch that I, I don't know. I haven't played a game without any bugs in a long time. All the people that I know that are playing the game right now are playing on PC and they're all having the best time of their lives. They're having like, just complete jam outs for like 36 hours straight and stuff like that. Oh um, dude, the game is so good. Yeah. It's, it's, they're having such a good time. The unprecedented removal of this game from the PlayStation store though, uh, for, is pretty crazy to say the least, because um, we should point out that this company that made this game, CD project red, they, they're responsible for the Witcher three, which is mm. widely regarded as one of the best games maybe of, ever made because time, it, yeah. it's yeah of all time it's so well done and it's rich and deep and yeah it's just a beautiful game anyway the drop off from that to this in terms of expectation uh, on ps4 really comes back on the user i think if you have an old generation piece of technology and you're using mm -hmm. it to play like something as cutting edge as this game i think it's kind of on you man like if you're like a, a last gen person you should still be able to play it if, if they're yeah. selling it you should still be able to play it but at the same time like i don't know what, what are you expecting like you know it's not gonna be pixely but at the same yeah. time 
it's gonna probably lag a little bit, I'm, right? I'm not gonna pick up this game and fucking try jamming it into my uh, 1988 <laughs> NES console uh, and, <laughs> and fucking be like, "Why isn't this thing working?" I'm so I've just been exactly. Uh, this game is super popular. I think based on uh, the the merits of uh, of uh, The Witcher, it's sold some something like seven million or eight million advanced mm-hmm. copies, like advanced copies. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, like I said, I'm not a huge console gamer, but for the past three or four days, I've been just like lurking in the the cyberpunk subreddit. <laughs> just like <laughs> there's nothing sweeter than a bunch of angry nerds just yeah. yelling because they didn't get the video game experience they expected. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's interesting to hear that like the majority of people aren't having problems with yeah. it. And yet- my, the whole yeah. thing, my whole takeaway from this is, the only people real like everybody's got a bug here or there. Like I said, I've only had one big one. And Jamie said all his friends on PC are having a great time. It sounds like this is a PS4 problem. And because the PS4 is a little bit weaker, like I don't know, like computer engine wise inside the actual machine than the Xbox. So that's probably why they're running into problems. So I think we just found out the expiry date of the PS4 because both these systems like Xbox and PS were like trying to make it so that you could uh, change over slowly. Like you could play the new games on your old Xbox one, or you could play Xbox Xbox one games on the Xbox series X. And there's like, I think they're opening it up with full backwards compatibility, which they've also never really done. And I guess maybe just on PS4, it's going to be a bigger, it's going to be a little bit quicker of a transition. I do got to say, though, I've been, yeah, I've been playing it and the style of the game is if you're not familiar with it or the witch, because it's a lot like the Witcher, but it's set in the future. So it's like um, it would be like playing Grand Theft Auto with more RPG elements, like you have skill trees and stuff and you can create your own character. And if you pick a dude, you could pick his dick size. Wow, that's went, uh, that's huge. I went with big. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm like, who would go into that and be like, oh, I want the like the tiny dick. Yeah, it's like it's funny because yeah. I think the sizing is realistic in jumbo, and I put it on. Well, let's see the realistic. And I was like, I'm not gonna do that to my man. I gotta put him out in the streets, fully, <laughs> fully equipped for whatever situation <laughs> comes up. <laughs> I mean, you could, you know, you put it. You know, I don't know what the options are, but you could put it. Uh, you know, below average or something. If you want to yeah. role play something you're not comfortable with, or yeah, you know, there, or, or not there is there is a it. little uh, selection. It's called Make Dale Feel Better. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> it's like a tiny one. You can also get like, rid well, of the pubic hair to make it seem even bigger. Yeah, like in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's the little life hack for our listeners. If you, you don't want even... your penis <clears throat> to look bigger, shave it. Shave it. Yeah. And also Lose make weight. best friends or podcast hosts with someone with a dick half the size of yours and yeah. always keep them around. And then comparatively, yours will look huge. Yeah. And then when you oh, send okay. girls dick pics, be like, here's my dick pic. And here's my and friend's dick pic. Here's my and best friend. <laughs> in case you weren't impressed by mine. Just like, always <laughs> pose, making them kiss and be like, which one do you like more? Like That's side mine. by side. Like um, that oh, that movie that came out a couple of years ago, The Duff, The Designated Ugly Fat Friend. You could have yeah. like a, a dusp, Designated Ugly Short Penis. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just include all that. Merry Christmas. I'm gonna everyone. I'm gonna take this opportunity to Christmas up Christmas up this podcast and join. Join nice get join the hack. There we go. There I like, we go. I like how ten minutes ago Jamie's like a part of this really smart, intelligent uh social problem documentary and it is for a good cause and then we're like and you can change the size of the dick of this guy in this game and he's like all right that's that's the podcast i'm on right now right yeah. I was like, oh that's what it was like last time oh yeah i remember now okay oh yeah 40 minutes about like, penis talk every six months i come on here and i'm always disappointed by how <laughs> dick and fart joking gets right away <laughs> like oh yeah right okay we're intellectuals i forgot totally yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> intellectuals but only one of us has a healthy size penis and yeah, i'll leave it to our listeners know. to guess which um do you guys yeah. oh this is kind of out of the blue but since we just did Tangent something really factory. dumb i have i've been listening to audiobooks and like people who read books i hear things that are smart and i'm like holy fuck i have to tell people this smart thing that i heard about so they think i'm smart okay go it's, ahead it's it's kind of like a um um, a mindfulness lesson too. Okay, so does either of you know who Americo Vespucci? I better look up his actual Vers- name. Vespucci. 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 This is from Sapiens, Derek. So you Versace. You yeah, actually read the book, but yeah. So this guy Americo Vers. What was it? Vespucci. 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 Should I look this up or is that close enough? That's good. Yeah, I, th- I think. Anyways, the, the main point is his first name is Americo. So in 1501, Americo landed in Brazil and he was like, oh, crazy. This must be part of a new continent that we don't know about, which people who are listening to this are like, well, wait, that's nine years after Columbus landed in the Bahamas in 1492. So Columbus landed in the Bahamas. He was looking for a path to India and he hit the Bahamas and he was like, oh, this must be the West Indies. That's why he called the native people who live there Indians. And there you go. That's part of that story. And then he but he wouldn't admit that he fucked up. He was like, no, this is part of India. I'm not admitting that this is a new continent. No new continent is there because otherwise I'm I would know about it since I'm like the best traveler of the world ever. So he would never admit that it was a new continent. But then when America landed in Brazil, like nine years later, he was like, oh, this must be part of a new continent that we don't know about. So he got his map makers to just call it like new world because they had no idea what to call it. And then when he went back to Europe and everybody like saw his maps with this new chunk of land on it, they're like, oh shit, why the fuck didn't Christopher Columbus tell us about this? Like he was already there and they're like, ah, he's probably just being stubborn about it. So instead of calling it new world, they're just like, well, America Versucci or Vespucci found this. So we'll just call it America. So now this guy, America has two continents named after him nine years after someone else discovered them because that other guy was too stubborn to admit that he was wrong. Wow. And the moral of the story here is that Dale listens to audiobooks. I don't read. I just listen to audiobooks. <laughs> hey, 
it's the same thing. I get all the same juicy information rammed into my head. I still get to pretend I'm smart by repeating what they said. Do you actually retain when, shit though? When you're like, I'm, I'm assuming if you're anything like me, like when I listen to podcasts, it is almost like universally when I'm doing something else and like mm-hmm. focusing on something else. And then yeah. the podcast episode will end and I'll usually be like, well, what the fuck did I just listen to? Cause I was focused on this other thing the entire time. Do you actually like retain well, yeah, I retain stuff because like your work, you're like on a computer writing and stuff like I can't listen to a podcast and write or read anything because only one of them comes in. But the when I work, I'm like working with my hands and building stuff and it's kind of monotonous. So it's like it doesn't take too much brain activity. So it kind of goes in like I don't retain everything because my fucking memory is bullshit anyway. So it's not like I'm going to remember the whole Sapiens book, but like I remember this America story and like just I just remembered it because I was like holy shit that's a good lesson to not be stubborn and but yeah like I retain stuff I just don't remember it forever like but like with the sapiens book I'll be listening to it and then I'll have to think and it's it's kind of like too much information at once so I'll have to just go to like a comedian's podcast where you can miss some stuff yeah comedy hey you know what you remember did you know that that's actually why like it's a, you're right it's a good lesson in being stubborn that's why um some continents because a lot of people know that it's like the biggest legacy you could have is like having a continent named mm-hmm. after you obviously so like that's why in antarctica um it was a big disagreement at home uncle Antarctica wouldn't uh wouldn't back down and now we have antarctica you know, is, he, is this a women are the true boss <laughs> actual story <laughs> That's a just, good one. Uh, throwing I that like out that. there. Just throwing yeah, it out there. Nice. Yeah. Practicing nice. your uh your your dad jokes in advance of uh of Christmas. Yeah. Are you, you Child, having a childless? No. It's more of a mom joke. No. <laughs> Are you having a no? Not doing it. Not doing it. Yeah. No. Not a kid. I meant, I, I meant a, interesting. Can we talk about that? I mean. Sure. Yeah. Hey, why not? Good for you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, our, our yeah. Americo tales done. Let's talk about not having children. What are I, the... Uh, Dale, is that is that the same for you or are you childish by accident? I am childish because I don't feel oh, like... Childish? Oh, well, I'm childish by design for sure. For That's sure. Hilarious. But I'm childless <laughs> by kind of just like happenstance. Like that movie Idiocracy. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah. So it opens up and it's talking about how like the intellectual people aren't willing to make time out of their lives and their career to have children. They just don't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like my career is super banging that I don't want to take time off. It's just that I don't have enough financial stability yet for me to feel comfortable bringing a child in. So I keep pushing it back, but I mean, I'm getting close and I'm also getting close to the threshold of like, I'm scared my sperm's going to be dusty. So I don't want to ha- like have a kid with asthma who can't, who gets picked last in gym class just because I had dusty sperm and he never grew the proper muscles. I don't know if that's science. Is that, that how that works. works? I think real. so. Yeah. Dusty sperm leads to asthma. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Hey, yeah, guys blow your, blow all the dust out of your sperm first <laughs> and then dump your loads. So you get like healthy oh, kids. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm childless by design uh my wife and i because we when we first met 
within like a week of dating, it was like right on the table right away. We were both like, I don't think I'm going to have kids because it was like, where's this going kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, it turns out we were both on the same page immediately. And then we had to deal with, uh, you know, for the next couple of years, we had to deal with people. If they asked, because they'd always be pressuring, you know, people are always like that. Um, they'd be like, oh, just wait, wait till it happens. It's going to be so, you're going to wake up one day. And then I'm like, God damn, I'm like 35, pretty confident this ain't happening. Like, I know, you know, what, what's going down. And then like, we're like, oh, some celebrities have it at like 50. And it's like, yeah, but they're paying like 15 grand an in vitro mm-hmm. shot, like yeah. for real, right? So I have, uh, I have a lot of like uh, nieces and nephews um, between the two of us. I think we have like nine, we've got 10 and 11 on the way. So we're good, man. Like, like in terms of environmental protection as well, just one in one out. Oh, right? the cost if of having two a people, kid. Yeah. 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 Just the world is, you know, it, we're good guys. We don't need that many fucking kids. Like we're good. <laughs> we're just fine. Although I have to wonder, um, you know, even like looking at, and I'm not saying like, holy shit, we need, we need everyone to start reproducing now, but I think it's going to be interesting if we're going to look at the, uh, uh, the effects of of COVID and say like, okay, that gave us a little bit of like not a fucking ton, obviously, but like a little bit of breathing room in terms of uh, yeah population growth. I don't even think we're at like the with the COVID deaths. I don't even think we're at the threshold of reducing the population growth yet. Like I don't think we've met or matched the birth rate for deaths yet, have we? With COVID, no. It, actually, we're. Uh, I just re- I just read yesterday that were actually, they were anticipating such a baby uh, burst, like a, a, a boom with, mm. with people From being COVID. at home all the time. Yeah. Uh, with COVID that um, it hasn't happened because it's been like, you know, almost uh, 10, 10, 11 months now. Been, so yeah. people are, yeah, people are saying like uh, experts are suggesting that perhaps uh, people are, not comfortable bringing people into this world at this point and that you know that makes a lot of sense obviously um so i I think we're actually probably breaking even i think it's probably net zero Mm, in terms of where we're at i heard somewhere too that like people were having kind of less sex because everybody's got this like low level of stress stress i don't know why i can't say that word but we've got this like low level of stress where we're not like wanting to get our funk on as easily as we would normally maybe like Mm. we're not it takes more for us to get into the mood i guess you could say i think it's probably more about like people hang around the house and like they're like sleeping clothes all the time you're not wearing pants you're not getting ready you're not going out there's not as much spontaneity in terms of like environment so like you're just you know if you have if you're living with a partner you're not necessarily maybe always on point as you may have been like you don't come home like hi honey i'm totally ready like it's nothing like that yeah it's like you guys are you know uh exchanging looks over in the kitchen once in a while kind of thing yeah that's funny you bring that oh sorry yeah keep going no sorry go ahead ahead, no i I'm I'm trying to not be as interrupty on this podcast as I am, but what you were saying about people being in their like bedtime clothes just reminded me like we did a drive by birthday thing for Derek's kid today because to just like drive by, say happy birthday and like drop off presents. And as we're getting ready, I go to Andrea. I'm like, can I wear jockey pants? And she was like, no, we're going to the store after. And I was like, <sighs> and I, and I, mean, I bugged her. Have. Cause I was like, yeah, well, like it you- didn't matter for you, Derek. I didn't put on jeans for you. Derek. Oh, it was for the for, for the, 
strangers the, at the store. Yeah, exactly. The strangers yeah. who I'll never see again. That's who I dress up for. But I mean, I was, I'm lucky. Uh, <laughs> I'm lucky that my wife lives across the entire continent mm. because I've probably spent the majority of the past 10 months just like unwashed in some form of sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I could see why less sex having would would be happening um never mind the fact that there's like there's a lot of people who operate just fine as couples when you're like oh we see each other for like two three hours a day maybe like five days a week and the rest of the time we have the freedom to do our own thing Mm. uh and now it's like no you're in prison you are literally in prison (laughs) together you are cellmates now good luck figuring that i was i was wondering yeah you're because i was wondering like the amount of people that either move, like imagine it's january again and mm-hmm. you just moved in with with a loved one and <laughs> right and then it's like yeah. you don't know how this is gonna like Shut what a test yeah. what a test so i i'm thinking about that and it's like imagine you just hated each other like i i have a friend i don't want to say his name but i, I have a friend that dumped his girlfriend uh, basically as covid started but they had to like stay together for like four months <sighs> hard Yikes. four months man that's Yikes. hard four so <laughs> i and i was like talking him through it i'm like just hang tight buddy fucking one quarter you're almost there let's go and it's like it was yeah pretty rough yeah but like <laughs> imagine that like so many people that have just started like there were these relationships and then they have to go through these like really intense trials it's like for better or for worse it's like oh you'll be tested yeah. you'll be tested i'm pretty sure that uh you know, the divorce rate is just through the roof. I'm confident. It must be. Oh, People yeah. And yeah. like I live in a one bedroom apartment and me and Andrea, I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, she hasn't killed me yet. Mm, I'm pretty impressed. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I know. I just wanted yeah, to bring up like um, we we're talking about the jogging pants. Like I just I had like I had a like almost new pair of jogging pants. I spilled food all over them and they're just all stained. And I was like, Oh fuck. There goes my good jogging pants. So I turned <laughs> my them normal in- jogging yeah. pants. I, I call them my town jogging pants and my work jogging pants. So I made my town jogging pants, my work jogging pants. And then from Costco, I got some new work new town jogging pants and so as i kept saying that to andrea i was like i got new town jogging pants she's like shut up (laughs) she was like when i was like hey can i wear my jogging pants she's like no put on real pants i was like butler my town jogging pants this is like this is like what she listens to and then later on this is like this is what the testimony in the court is and it's like (laughs) then he said this again and i had yeah and then you tell me if I was justified choking yeah. him to death with his jockey town pants, okay? That's what happened. Judge is just like justifiable <laughs> homicide. Next. Yeah. And his sperma dusty yeah. on top of yeah. it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And he's playing this video game and uh, looking at his penis all day. Like, what was I supposed to do? I could, do you, I could just not kill him. Just going back to that, do you see the, the dong in the video game? Like, does it have like... Um, as you adjust the size uh it shows you the size like when you're in the creative mode i haven't been to a scene or part of the story where he takes his pants off again but i have um like you pick up outfits as you go it's like an rpg but instead instead of getting like armor and stuff you get like shirts and pants and i got these skin tight leather pants and you could definitely tell he's packing it's uh you can see the outline 
I had a, package. I had one of my one of my aforementioned PC friends there mm-hmm. call me up and say, "Do you have ten seconds?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna live stream you something." And so he live just quickly Twitch stream me like a private stream of his uh, create a I don't know what it's called like yeah like the when you go back to your apartment in the game and and it's like straight up naked like and he's like he had a girl vulva this is all there yeah I was like I was like oh my god this game's this is vulgar this is, why didn't they game. have this when I was thirteen years old and I had no, to. Kidding. You know, like, what did we have to do to see a naked woman when we were we, 13? We had to, this is what we had to do. Woods we had porn. to swallow our pride. We had, to, we had to swallow our pride as kids and say, listen, I don't mind playing a female main character if I can play <laughs> Tomb Raider and watch Lara Croft jump into a water pool. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was it. it. And then, that, and that was, the, yeah. that was the, like, yeah, she was like one of the first, I think. And she had like these, like, like a torpedo rack, basically. It's just these mm. giant pixels that made no sense. Some polygons. Yeah, that, kind of that was yeah, just yeah, like the exactly. the proportions of her body make like they're just biologically impossible. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, definitely, yeah. definitely laid the path for my expectations of what all women should and and could look like. So, am I <laughs> am I like a uh, glitchy for you guys? No, you, you were, were kind of shitty. Second at the beginning but i think you're yeah. okay now was jamie shitty for you derek no jamie sounds he good kind of skipped a bit for me there okay i just want to make sure before like because like i don't know I, I just had a message that said uh you're unstable shitty inter- internet or whatever uh no Tenille in the chat this. said uh leisure suit larry and i want to say that was that oh, was a personal yeah. favorite of mine oh, yeah. that was uh good. Good call, Tanil. Tanil in the no. chat. Good call. Yeah, that is that a very good call. Very, I believe he actually spits on his hands and uh, simulates jerking off at one point. And I was like, "This is a game? What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I play games for escapism, not to remind me of what my life is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's definitely one of them. That's hilarious, man. I don't know that okay, okay, I'm bring it back. Sorry, guys, to derail us. I'm just gonna make sure Andrea's not streaming in the next room because it keeps being shit yeah, for a bit. Go tell her she won't get any dusty don't, sperm. Don't don't talk about my dick when I'm gone. All right. Okay, yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, great, uh, Derek, inter- hey. Derek, interview me about Dale's dick. Go ahead. About Dale's dick. Jamie, as the world's foremost expert on Dale's penis, uh, <laughs> would you say it's tiny or just below average? I mean, listen, as far as I know, when Derek DeRuiter wears town pants, he's packing right that's what i understand and and you know who am i to judge a man who has different you know environment pants like that like town pants home pants home pants i mean that's a strange thing but like yeah he's got it you can take the boy out of enderby but you can't take the uh the enderby out of the boy i guess is the the moral of the story there hey what are uh i want to take a second to say i'm happy to see you upright Moving around, living thank, life. Thank you. Married, happy thank, man. Thank I'm you. So stoked to see that. Like, I was very, very concerned for you during this year. It was like, 
I, I did not like seeing these updates where you were just laid out on the ground with with back issues and stuff. And I, you're you're too young of a man and too vibrant of a soul to be in that situation. Wow, well, so I'm happy I'll agree to with the vibrant you. of the soul thing. Yeah, dude. But resignation. Thank you. Like. Yeah, it was uh, it was yeah. a fucking it was a shitty shitty. Was she streaming? No. Oh, uh, no. I think what happened was she, I'm using my laptop or her laptop because mine's old and shitty. So I can't host zoom calls. So she was using mine and I had all of my shit open and it was in the background cause she was watching a DVD. So I think that might've been this it. So I closed the, it all. No, this was just an excuse to go Mariah Carey diva change into your new <laughs> Yeah, I figured it would be Absolutely. a good, this is wardrobe change. I thought this would be yeah. better and less less likely to move around and fall off, but it's it's not. They're moving around a lot. Yeah, but thank you, Jamie. I appreciate yeah. you saying it. it was uh, you know, it was a shitty year. We it was a shitty year for everyone. We all fucking made it through. Um, it was funny. <laughs> I was looking. What were you guys getting like real deep? And I come back in and I put on reindeer well, I, ears. I, I, we started I mean, off it all up. We were joking about your dick, and then we were just you know catching up so yeah. a little a little of both i guess <laughs> maybe if i push. Yeah. it's uh yeah i was i was trying oh, to be up uh, i put your dick over i put your dick over in a wrestling sense okay I put your dick over <laughs> and then uh is my dick the then, heel uh, or the face yeah. <laughs> oh well for face face baby face for sure and then uh, and then i also uh and then I put Derek over and his uh, Derek's back over too. Nice. <laughs> put my back over. Okay. I think we should be good now. So, sorry. I hate to interrupt the live stream, but uh, I didn't want it anything super smart to be said and then get lost. You know, I think it's fair that oh, we yeah. punish anyone who tunes in uh, for these things live because like, <laughs> fuck you have better things to do with your time. Derek. Uh, than listen to these. We're Idiots. not going to be like fucking Paul Brothers Rich if you tell people not to watch us. Right. Didn't I see one of them? Oh, fuck. Uh, that was, I think we already talked about like the boxing match where Evander came. Oh, I wasn't on the, I was we on already the last talked. Episode. Yeah. That was, that was when you weren't here. The one that between uh, the, the yeah. woman beater, uh, fucking Floyd, and then. Uh, oh, yeah. That's like the whole big thing. I, um, I like fucking both. Yeah. Anyway, if we already talked about it, let's, mm, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, we already talked about it. Uh, do you guys want to, are you guys ta- done having your deep conversation that I just fucking <laughs> big face my way in the middle of, or do you guys want to revisit that a bit? <laughs> uh, I said what I had to say. I'm just happy to see Derek doing well. And uh, yeah, he deserves to be the, the state that he's in now. Happy and up. That's just, it. just upright. Like, the, the, oh, the, your back stuff? Yeah, like what that oh, did yeah. for my fucking like my expectations for like what a good life is is like mm. oh if I can get the fuck off of a floor now yeah. like that's to me that's a that's a good day sort of yeah. I mean I was during that whole situation I was like I'm just gonna be so grateful for people mm-hmm. when I can get like get back in public and like see people again and I'm just like. I'm not going to be this asshole who gets annoyed with all this little shit. And that lasted until like the first time I got in my car and went out on Vancouver roads and drove for like two seconds. And I was like, <laughs> these fucking assholes. Nobody knows how to drive in this city. But yeah, uh, 
yeah, yeah. Ap- apart from that i'm trying to practice gratitude as as much as i can yeah it's funny it was pretty tough to watch you go through that but i never wanted to bring it up be like oh man that must suck for you and stuff because like you already know it sucks i'm like i'll just treat them like everything's normal because nobody wants to just be reminded of the shitty situation they're in and everything but yeah it's good to see that you're back up and you're pepping up and you're like i don't know you had that pretty well like I would have fucking gotten back into nine inch nails and had some pretty emo tweets coming out. Oh, I was, happened you, to me. You can ask my wife. I was severely depressed <laughs> yeah. or, or my mom who was also here for a while, taking care of yeah. me. Uh, but you know, it's, it's almost though. It's almost kind of nice because you get to see what it's like to be depressed, but then your situation changes and you come out of it. So it's almost like, it's like you get, to maybe see what people who don't get to just come out of it in a different situation are going through. And you kind of be like, Oh, that's what it's like. They just don't get to get up off the floor, so to speak. Like, yeah, I think that was the main thing is that like getting more empathy for people Mm -hmm. who are going through, uh, especially people in chronic pain, like until I, and this is going to sound callous and shitty, uh, but it's true before it happened. Like I know people who experience chronic pain and they would talk about it. And I would be like, I'd be like, okay, but like, come the fuck on, like, take some painkillers and like, get on with your <laughs> Jamie. What? Did I lose you? Do you have? Do you have chronic no, pain? Here. I'm did here. I you? All right. Um, how did? How did you go back out? How did you go out and right back in so fast? <laughs> I I don't know what happened. I, people tried to video chat me just five seconds ago. Like, hey, oh. you're on a fucking show. I'm like, dude, I, that's the dumbest thing. <laughs> what? Video chat me. People are watching this. <laughs> That's yeah. a, I'm, I'm impressed <laughs> yeah. that one of your friends is watching this to try to fuck with you while we're doing it. Big ups to them. It seems like, like I a mean, few people respect. are watching. So respect. Yeah, they, I, they have my respect. I, just in terms of in terms of mental health, uh, I think the last time I was on the show, I was talking a little bit about uh, the steps I was taking to really you know get control of where I was at, and uh, I was alluding to where uh, that actually led me to, but I didn't really feel comfortable talking about it at the time. Um, but I'm, I'm there. I'm taking baby steps now. Earlier this week, I was on the Holy Sock Gang anniversary video stream, and uh, we were talking about a debut album that came out two years ago that I had some production on. And uh, I decided to chat a little bit about mental health. And uh, for myself, the majority of my calendar year, on top of everything that everything was going on, is uh, last fall I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder two. And I've been going through like a huge medication regimen. It was insane. I don't even remember most of the first, I'd say five months of the year. Holy shit. And then by the time, yeah, by the time I was on Outrage Factory in June, I was like, I was still pretty out of it, but I was like just coming on online again, essentially. Mm. And was that uh, just like as you were, as you were adjusting to the, the meds like it basically took like that point to for your body yeah. to adapt to it or i was going like every like two weeks with a change or something like every two or three weeks there would be like a different like a different amount uh, in terms of uh, dosage or there would be like an actual like complete medic med change so i'd have like withdrawals and and it was i don't rec- i mean it's it's hard for me to say this it's like i couldn't recommend the experience because of like how bad it was but at the same time i'm so grateful that I stuck with it because now I'm in a very good regimen. I'm where I need to be. I'm, I'm comfortable. I seem to be stable the last like 
two and a half months have been the best months I've had in the past 14 months. So um, it's, uh, it's something I'm dealing with literally like every hour, like, like every minute of your life, you're like, it's something you got to be on top of. But I think if you go to therapy, if you do the right thing, if you have people in your life that can support you and you have this like desire to be a part of something and not, not let it destroy you and like actually kind of use it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. I think the hardest part for me is like, um, for people that may not know, it's like when you're bipolar, it's like you go through periods of mania where you're extremely like you have, uh, it's euphoric, right? It's you're, you're having like huge bursts of creativity. You, you don't sleep. You, every, you're a super, like you're a superhero. You can do everything and everything's super extraordinary. It's like being on shrooms and ecstasy all at the same time. It's like, it's, it's huge. And then what happens is you pay the price and the price comes in depression and you drop, you drop from that. So this like complete worldview of like, nothing can stop you to like, nothing is worth anything. And it's, I mean, I was going through that so long that I just thought that was regular life. And I had life events in my life when I was younger that masked that and made that seem like it was like pretty normal. Right. So I had like, it's like, Oh, I moved away at a particular time when usually diagnosis. Yeah. So like usually when someone would be diagnosed, I was in an age group where I moved away. So people would be like, Oh, you're just homesick. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And then like another time it's like, what happened? Oh, I had a major career change. So then there was like, okay, this is going to, oh, you're probably just dealing with stress. And it's like, okay. But like, eventually I got to a point where everything was good on paper, but I was still down. And I realized I was like, okay, something's up. And I got, I was, I was just in this really bad place last year and decided to finally reach out for help. And it's probably the best thing I ever did, man, because it's, it's given me so much insight into myself and, and into this process with other people. Like I, I tend to, I tend to be like a little bit more sensitive now when I see people when they like, you know, call something crazy or whatever like that, it's like, I look at it like, you know, this, it's, this person's crazy. It's like, it's this person possession crazy. Like, like what, what is actually they're going through is like pretty, probably pretty difficult in a lot of sense. So uh, just having empathy that's uh, developed out of that is probably the biggest thing that's come out of it for me. It's huge. That's fucking wild. I had no idea you were going through that shit, man. So yeah, it's uh, definitely good a- to hear you're doing better. thanks guys i i'm this is really bad but like i'm really good at hiding it it's like you get like really 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 good at hiding it i think especially when like what we do like in a realm of entertainment there's this expectation of like being on and there's this idea that if you're not on something's wrong and because you're always at that level even if you even if you deviate even slightly from it people know like if you like i'm extremely outgoing when i'm up so people are like if i'm quiet for even a little bit people are like what's up something's wrong something must be terribly wrong and i get it because on the outside that's how it seems but it's like i i get these like external pressures that kind of make me feel like i have to be on and that's where i'm learning to like get my floors and my ceilings like like i have i used to have these floors and ceilings like this like i'd be up and down up up down up down and then now it's like they've just kind of narrowed the bandwidth sure, a little, a little bit. bit. Now yeah. I know where it's at. And that's what the meds do. They just like, I still get up and I still get down. And I still cycle normally, but now it's a bit 
more understandable. You know, I know what's happening. If all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I don't need to sleep. It's like, ah, probably call the therapist and see what's going on. That's probably what needs to be done. So, and it, it, it like less, less at the extremes for you and more like, are you able to, to kind of bring it more into the, um, yeah, like a manageable zone, like your energy levels aren't like here or here. They're more, you can bring them, bring them closer together. Yeah. Like on the current, current meds I'm on, it makes me feel like that. When I was talking earlier, when uh, referring to like being like completely out of it and not remembering stuff, I was on something called Seroquel and I don't know how people do anything on Seroquel. Cause I, when I was on it, I was literally like, like just to give an idea, I was also dealing with a condo flood at the exact same time. So I think the last time I was on the show, I was at that other place, like where they put the insurance company put us up. So I was like waking up every day in a bed that wasn't mine and in a mind that wasn't mine. And I was like oh, watching myself yeah, it was very surreal. And then I was already in a surreal spot. It was it was just a very strange existence. And then suddenly all that flipped. And now I'm back home. And I was like, okay, let's change meds again. <laughs> I'm back to like being stable. So I, I feel like uh, the music I do really reflects that. That's why something like Chatterless, the song titles really, really mean something to me because it's instrumental music. But I try to emote these these feelings in the music that like when you hear it, it's like, okay, this is... This is me talking through it in the way that I feel. So when I, ha- I write a song, like, I feel like my ambition, like my ambition is choking me, like a, a song title like that. It's like, I do feel like that sometimes, like my ambition is choking me. It's like, I want to do everything all at once. And that's what it's like being manic. And then you, you write a song called kindness because like even the slightest gesture of kindness will like make you burst into tears sometimes. And you're like, where is this emotion coming from? And you write a song like insecurities melt. And it's like, that's, that's like a hope for the future. It's like, I want that, man. I want that to be where I'm going to be next. I, I want my insecurities to fade away and melt. And that's kind of why, you know, the stuff I'm coming out with in January is like this brand new challenge. It's like this, it's this whole new genre in synthwave, And I'm doing all like retro based kind of like eighties vibe. That sounds and good. It's, it's, yeah, I think Dale, I can't Dale sold already. Uh, Dale yeah. sold. You hit me up with the synth wave and the retro, and I'm like, what? Because I already yeah. like all your you're all all your stuff. I'm a big fan of already because it's like it's kind of like the um uh vapor wave, but not. It's like ah, it's so hard to yeah. pinpoint it because it's like there's so many genres now. It's like kind of like the retro futurism wave mixed with vaporwave in there it's like it's really good it reminds me a lot of sun glitters some of it which is really good which is kind of like the taiko would be the most popular band that i could compare you to yeah Yeah. i had i had actually that's funny i've had someone directly compare me to that before as well so that that's Mm -hmm. that's a cool uh comparison taiko's a very popular act obviously so yeah that's that that's dope um Uh, you earned it i feel like uh well, I appreciate that. And, and thank you for listening. Obviously, the, the, the challenge that comes out of this new genre is going to be, um, you know, like, I don't know anyone in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, all the playlist curators that I'm, I'm in touch with are like, like, it's, I feel like the new kid on the first day of school, basically. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, you should check me out. And they're like, why? I'm like, oh, because I'm a good guy. And they're like, aren't you like a, like a rap guy? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. So I, 
I feel like I'm trying to try to like sing for my supper in a way and mm-hmm. I'll make it happen hopefully but January 8th January 8th the first single comes out it's called stay with me and uh all the pre-listens so far that have happened have, uh, you know I've, I've hit every demographic so far to test it out and everyone tells me that it's still in their head like a week later so that's the nice. hype and I stand behind it I hope people will really like it when it comes out January 8th January 8th uh, under uh chatterless is that uh under chatterless yeah, that's right. I'm chatterless. Yeah, as in mm-hmm. uh, as in shh, chatterless instrumental. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I totally uh, derailed this whole show, boys. With uh, no, it's fine. No, that was fucking dope, of, uh, man. Like, I think this is probably gonna go down in history as as our most uh, thoughtful and, and introspective episode. So I just want to say, like, thank you for sharing that <laughs> show with us. Yeah. Um, a lot of people respect when people talk about it because a lot of people are kind of like <laughs> a lot of people. No, not Dale, but a <laughs> lot of people do. <laughs> No, but you know what I mean? Like, like Tadil was saying in the comments, she's like, thanks for telling your story. A lot of people aren't willing to talk about it, but it's like, like you were saying, like you didn't really recognize what the problem was because there's life events. So maybe someone else is like going through life events too. And they're like, oh shit, maybe I should just go get this checked out or go talk to someone. Yeah. And not well, go one on thing I want to say too is, <laughs> Yeah. At all. Don't recommend. I mean, unless it works for you, if it does, mm-hmm. then by all means, but like, um, one thing I want to just add is like um, sometimes people get diagnosed with something in mental health and then they use that as an excuse for their behavior. And, you know, cause there, there's times in the past where I was like not acting right or I wasn't treating people correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and like to, to now, you know, the, the big thing in therapy I have is like not to repaint the past. So you're not supposed to look back and, and, try and fix things and be like, well, I should have been this, but I was probably manic or I was probably depressed or right. So, so that's part of that is like repainting the past and not doing that. So um, one thing I'd say is like, when you get diagnosed, your, your prescription is not your, like, sorry, not your prescription. Your diagnosis is not your prognosis. Like you, you can, Mm. you can be anything beyond that. Right. Um, but like, it's your responsibility. Like once you, once you know, it's your responsibility to take care of that. It's, it's not your excuse generator. It's your responsibility. You have to be able to accept the fact that like what's happening with you is like people can only react to what you're doing. So if you're not taking care of yourself or you're not doing the right things to, you know, mitigate a lot of the problems that come out of your mental health condition, then it's on you and you got to do that a lot. Like a popular example, people like probably look at someone like Kanye who has been, you know, talking about bipolar disorder for a little bit and people are like, well, he's probably manic or he's probably this. And it's like, it's like, it's his responsibility to see treatment. It's his responsibility to have people around him that are going to support him. It's his responsibility to be on medication. If that's what his condition calls for, that goes for anyone. But like, I see some people that get it and then like all of a sudden they think that, Oh, now I can do what I want. Cause now I, I, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I can be wild and whatever. It's like, no dude, full stop. That's like, you have to be responsible first and foremost uh, for yourself and your actions. That's it. That's, I just want to say that because I read a lot of the stuff online with, um, uh, like the bipolar subreddits are <laughs> just a, <laughs> just a trip and a half. Sometimes I'll say that. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like I belong there, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's good to know some of those directions, but yeah, 
boys thanks for letting me share that i appreciate that oh hey no problem and like uh like i told you before like we don't really answer to anybody so we can do whatever the fuck we want on this podcast (laughs) and it's just like what are you gonna do not give us money like we're already not doing (laughs) yeah Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of freeing because we can just like we'll start talking about like dicks in video games and then we'll just start talking about bipolar because we could go wherever we want and this like everybody and it's funny because a lot of people will hold themselves back because they're like well we can't sway that much on a podcast it's like that's what everybody else like thinks about and talks about like if you're sitting down and you're talking with your friends and you're like fucking around you just go through the gamut of all these topics anyway so it's like on a podcast you might as well just talk about whatever comes up because it also keeps the natural conversation flowing because it's not like you're gonna just stay straight and narrow if you're just hanging out with someone yeah you will you know it's it's kind of comparable to this i had a i had a friend i have a couple friends in improv that uh i was talking to and and one of my friends told me Um, something about improv that's really interesting is um, if you have something going on in your life, uh, some kind of thing that you're repressing and and you're just suppressing it and and pushing it down or away or something, some way or another, it will work its way out in improv. Oh yeah. Come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really, so I was like terrified by that. (laughs) Which My my friend told me, um, but then I thought about it and I was like, you know what, uh, that makes total sense. And it's kind of the same in podcasting with conversation. It's like, if, if there's something to be discussed, it's like, it should just be out there on the table. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. And like, that's why I like this show. Cause you guys, you guys give takes on things that are really happening and you guys source this material from the listeners. That's the best part. Like, I love it. It's like, what made you angry this week? Okay, cool. Yeah. Now we know exactly what we're talking about. Like, that's so smart. I like that. It's like a dope show idea. Makes me think about podcasts and how I should come back to podcasts. But I, I was going to ask, when are you coming? If back? you need guests, sounds, we're sounds here. Like you miss, <laughs> sounds like you missed the game a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to be doing a, a podcast tomorrow too. Um, I'm going to be on uh, Nightcap Uncensored, which is uh, usually on Telus. Telus Story Hive. It's like usually live streamed on Telus. Oh yeah, like the Telus channel. It's kind of like a Wayne's World show, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. Uncensored um, sounds like you're going to talk about dicks again. Yeah, <laughs> should have saved know. all your dick material for that. <laughs> hey, yeah, if I'll you like... if you want to steal my dick stories, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. I so I'll be I'll be doing that 7 p.m. Pacific tomorrow if uh, anyone's around. Oh, nice. Seven yeah. and seven, two um, days in a row. I know, um, right? Yeah. That'll be my last adult responsible thing I have to do until Christmas, actually. Tomorrow, nice. Tomorrow <laughs> last part of the uh, year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dudes, I I'm, I think like uh, uh, what you guys do is dope. And I think you guys should keep doing it. And when it comes to podcasts and me, I feel like I have a lot of... Uh, I still have a lot to do in terms of like getting myself ready mentally because mm-hmm. part of the winding down of, of intergalactic interviews is I was being beaten down pretty hard near the end there. I was having to like be on yeah. when I was you completely depressed. It. Oh my God. It was so hard. It's very hard to ask other people questions when you feel like everything you say out of your mouth is pointless. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. So, um, yeah, I think like I have a couple show ideas. I have a couple concepts I think that will really make sense. 
Well, I, don't I'm say them or people will steal them. <laughs> yeah, Keep those I, to well, yourself, I'm, guy. <laughs> I will say this. I'm not, I'm not really interested in doing something like intergalactic interviews again. I'm not mm-hmm. really interested in doing like a, like a long form podcast again. Like, like I think what I want to do is some kind of segment based thing, you know? And, oh, and yeah. that's, uh, yeah. And that's, that's something to me that is appealing both as a producer and as mm-hmm. like a host, it makes more, way more sense to me. Cause then it's like a challenge and it feels like it's something different. Yeah. Like, especially now it's really good. Cause you could basically take like segment, like you're talking about improv before. So you could do like little sketches and mix them up and then just throw them online on YouTube and people and like people could watch them. Like I just watched that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. The Auntie Donna thing. It's like they just got a show on Netflix. Yeah, I think there's yeah. like eight episodes, but they had like really short uh, videos on YouTube before. Like it would just be like two minute videos and it would be like this like funny sketch they did. And it's just so hilarious. But it was oh, like, shit. yeah, yeah, it would just be like two minutes of them fucking around and then that's it. So it's like, are those the guys? Let's say everything's a drum. Is that those? Yes, that's, everything that's is a I drum. Mean. That's that's like one of the <laughs> segments. Yeah, that's so great. okay. Yeah, they're funny. Man. They're really funny. Yeah, yeah and then, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that would be really fun to produce. Like, get into like making like a little TV show and just like do two minutes and be like, all right, there it is, world, go enjoy it. Well, I mean, there's exactly. so many fucking podcasts out there that are like long form interviews. Like, yeah. and no, nobody has the attention span for it. Like, as much as we would like to convince ourselves that everyone's sitting through our hour and 10 minute. Derek, there's uh, people these... sitting here right now. They've been here yeah, for Yeah, but hour. those people, like, they laughed <laughs> Hi, and jerked off during the, the dick talk yeah. and then came back and tuned back in for a bit. And, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, I don't think I fucking, I barely pay attention to shit for uh, an hour now. I mean, I don't even pay attention to this podcast while we're recording. Oh, it. snap. I, the view, uh, I counterpoint. The views of Outrage Factory yeah. do not reflect <laughs> the views of Shadowless or MD Productions. Yeah. I, uh, I listen no, to long kidding, form but... podcasts all the time because, like, like the audiobook, like I was talking about before, I listen to them while I work. So I'll throw, like, to me, if a podcast is less than an hour, I'm like, ah, oh, can't you just make it longer? Because I just want to turn it on and then go fuck around. I don't want to have to constantly be like looking at my phone and picking a new song or a new podcast and shit. Cause I'm more mm. likely to get in trouble from my boss. If he comes up and I'm like mm, trying to find some like, that's actually that's a good point. The reason I got so into um, Joe Rogan is cause he's always three hours long and he's always like, his conversations are like this. They probably less dick talk, but they like, they run the gambit and they go everywhere. So I'll like, I'll turn it on. And then I'll just listen and then I'll like do other stuff. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's smart. Cause like, it's funny. I used to get like split uh, feedback on intergalactic interviews, which was yeah. a, a 60 minutes runtime. Right. So mm-hmm. we used to do an hour, but then I'd get people that'd be like, Oh, I felt like you were just getting started. Yeah. And I'd say like, Oh, I'd be like, okay. And then I get people that were like, damn dude, can't you just do like, 10 minutes <laughs> just, yeah just listen like, to okay. it in 10 minute increments yeah so like, I, yeah. I i always felt like i was missing either 50 percent of one or the other um yeah. so, can't you know, please you know, everybody so I, exactly so mm-hmm. um this that's why i talk about like this whatever i do next and i'm not saying it's even going to be soon or something but like whatever i do next i know it's going to be segment based and i know it's going to be um just a little bit different than than long form style that I was 
previously known for maybe that that's what i'm saying yeah all right because well, like, I'm, I'm ready yeah in a lot of ways but also i think it's important to take time to relax mm-hmm. and know what i'm doing you know just uh, rage podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to make sure you're ready well, I was going to ask the question, like, uh, with the, uh, the, the bipolar diagnosis, like when you're looking at taking on creative and by the way, I really want to get, I also host a, uh, a mental health and sobriety podcast for men. And I would love to get you on oh. a guest uh, as a guest on that, where we could potentially talk, uh, more in depth about that. this, if you'd be interested, yeah. but, um, I would how, love that. Yeah, so, so when you're looking at like taking on new projects, do you have to be like really thoughtful about like okay i know if i'm going to be like cycling like this like kind of mapping your more creative um or when you want to actually produce shit against when you're feeling up so that you can like take care of yourself when you're when you're down yeah that's a that's a great question it, it um under therapeutic direction i've been advised not to do what i was doing before because I, I used to think it was normal to like bury the needle in the red and just like stay up for days and and session to session to session and and just think that's okay. And now it's like, now what I do is I take on a project and then I finish that project. Then I take on another project and I'll finish that project. Right now I'm doing two, but it's because I'm doing a co-production on something else. So it's like someone else is already doing 50% of the work. So I I think it's okay to take on 1.25 of a project, you know? but that's, that's the way I'm managing it right now. And it, it's easier to digest to because I actually think it works in my favor in a couple of ways. Cause I, I think the other way is that like people that want you to work on their project or, you know, become clients, they realize that like your time is finite and it's not something that you can just peter out. Like I was, cause before I'd be like, yeah, you can call me anytime I'll be up and I'll work for you. And it's, now it's like, well, I'm doing this project for March. And if we want to talk in April, then we can talk in April. And it's not even like my time's crazy valuable or something, but it's like, this is what works for me right now in mental health. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. There's a lot of people out there you can go see. But if you want me specifically to work on it, then this is what we're going to have to work with schedule-wise. That's fucking dope. And I wish more people kind of took that approach to it because it's almost like we have this... Uh this fetishization of like fucking hustle hustle culture and everyone should be doing everything always. And like to hear a professional be like, no, I'm going to fucking box my time. And like, yeah, if if you want me, you can wait. And if not, go find one of those fucking people to do it. Um, It's, you you know, respect to that. So. No, thanks, man. Yeah, exactly. I I think, I think that like what you said, like the fetish, the fetishing of like, uh, of like, you, oh, you got to be working 110%, give 200%. All like, if, if you're not, or like that stupid meme that came out in March where it's like, if you don't come out of the pandemic with a new oh, skill or a language, yeah. you wasted <laughs> your time. And it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Look, looking uh, back, like, yeah. Fuck. If if we come like I didn't fucking learn. I don't think I learned a single. I I like got on the sourdough bread baking train like for the first month of the pandemic, and then I was like, well, now I just want to fucking survive uh, without killing myself. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That was the end. Like fuck learning a new skill or like taking on new projects. Like you, nobody has to do any of that shit, especially when we're all like traumatized by what's going on in the world. Exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fucking exactly. absurd. 
exactly. I, I felt like when I first started, I was really, you know, so out of it on meds that I felt like, what, what can I do other than like, maybe play video games and try to remember where I was last time. Like that was the, that was like the highest point I could reach because I wasn't able to produce music or anything at this other location. Everything was like locked away. It wasn't until uh, like very late stages. I had uh, any of my gear up and it was still then it wasn't like just right. It was still, I had, yeah, it's, I have this particular setup I have to have in terms of like where keyboards are and things like that. And it just wasn't where it was. And um, so I, I came out of it with like, almost like the respect that Derek uh, was talking about with was like, Oh, just being able to stand up was like such a victory and such a gratitude moment. It's like, yeah, just being able to play keys and play you guys like, <laughs> yeah. just able to play keys is so fun, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I try to take that with me now and be like, okay, it can be all ripped from you very quickly. All it takes is a couple drops from the roof, you know. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like not only did we not tackle a lot of the topics today, but uh, <laughs> for a that's Christmas edition, this was yeah, this not, was rather dark Christmas edition. Hey, we've got Christmas flair. That's all you need. No, you know, I think it was like it was a fucking dark year for everyone. If you're gonna if you're gonna say this wasn't a dark year for you, like fuck that's not even fucking you're a fucking liar. Like I cannot imagine anyone being like, you know, 2020, not bad. You know, it was probably a sociopath thing. That's a sociopath (laughs) thing to say for sure. If anyone says that, just fucking run as far away from them as you can. Um, I think I think I heard uh, Bill Burr once say uh, he was like, you know, you can always tell a sociopath because like, I'm like, you know, December 26th on Boxing Day, the tree's already like bagged up and in the alley, you know, so they're already, they're already done. So it's like, I showed what I had to show for human emotion. Now I'm done, yeah. you know, like that level. Fuck this symbol of happiness. Uh, yeah. I love yeah. Bill Burr. Yeah, but we dude. did all uh we all survived the air yeah fucking you know thing things are looking up i'm on my feet jamie's on his feet dale's on my feet a, come on got a big big video game dick yeah i do uh, to play biggest with. video game big <laughs> yeah big. <laughs> uh, yeah was there anything else you wanted to uh to cover um, uh just go check out dosed guys that's what i wanted to yeah. say if you guys go check out dosed documentary again it's available on apple tv it's on uh, youtube rental you can get it on amazon prime i believe if you have a vpn it's even easier to navigate that and just find it uh, pretty much anywhere but uh dosed is the name of the documentary i scored all the music for it um it's super good it has a lot of awards and reviews that say it's positive so i i, I readily recommend it and january nice. 8th Stay with me. The first single is uh, coming out from my new synthwave album, and uh, that album's titled "Nobody from Nowhere with Nothing." So I'm really nice. stoked to share that with everyone. I hope you guys all have that. And Merry Christmas. That's all yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jamie McDonald, aka Chatterless. Thanks for uh, for coming out and sharing your uh, your story with us, man. We uh, sincerely appreciate that, and you are always uh, a really uh, you know, thoughtful and engaging, uh, and entertaining guy. We, we love having you on. And, mm-hmm. uh, when, when you launch your new podcast, we'll be happy to come on, come back oh, on yeah. that as well. And, uh, share our, our dick talk with you. 
Yeah, man. Thanks I for uh, putting everybody. your heart out there. That was great. Thanks guys for having me on. I appreciate it, boys. You guys are awesome. I, and everyone watching this right now, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and, and having a chance to share with us today. That's pretty rad to, <laughs> to experience that together. You're so much Happy nicer holidays. to them than Derek. <laughs> uh, I would like to add, fuck our listeners. I hope you all have a <laughs> shitty holiday. Uh, no, for real. Thanks for, uh, for taking the, this ride with us this year. Uh, Dale yeah. and I will probably have a 2020 in review coming out over the next Ooh. few weeks and it will be all about COVID. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck else happened this year, but, uh, Really, thank you for for taking the time out and uh, spending your Saturday nights with us for the past year or whenever you end up listening to this and uh, wishing you all a happy whatever winter holiday you celebrate. That's a good way to put it. Happy holidays. Should we all sing? Should we sing? We wish you a Merry Christmas all broken in Zoom style with all buffering and everything. Fuck yeah, let's do it. it. Why not? Play us out. (laughs) We... Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Factory now. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, Thanks boys. everyone Thanks for, for tuning in. And uh, until next year, stay angry. Sexy Saturday night before Christmas. Outrage Factory now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going live. Okay. Go ahead. This is dope. We should we should always have you on, and you can just be our like, yeah, live, like um, yeah. I was just gonna say like Paul Schaefer, just be like, yeah, the Outrage Factory hose band, Mister Jamie McDonald, <laughs> and then you can like, Jamie. <laughs>